This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Offside by a mile, the podcast for anything and everything Colorado Avalanche, and the official Avs podcast for the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 11 of Offside by a Mile podcast. I am your co-host today, Jared, along with Brett in studio, whoop whoop, and Tyler as well. Still uh, a little under the weather, so my voice is almost back to normal. Sounding better, sounding a little bit better. A little better. That's good. Um, so the tides have turned. This um, team yeah. really misses the top line. <laughs> yeah, after uh, scoring one goal in the last two games, you can definitely tell Landeskog and Miko are very missed. And yeah, it's, uh, it's no longer the miraculous start that we're all, you know, just just reveling in. With this avalanche, um, it's definitely it's definitely a different tune we're singing now. As the Avs have gone four straight losses here. So on Wednesday or Thursday, while the game was before the game started, we were in the positivity thoughts of oh, they're they're gonna they're gonna pull it out tonight. They're gonna yeah, good turn vibes. around. Good vibes, you know. Yeah. And for forty minutes, we were right. Yeah. Even 45, maybe? Yeah. It was, uh, it was <clears throat> looking pretty good. It was it a good was game. It was dominant. That first period was dominant. Oh, Aside yeah. from the the beautiful tip-in to yeah. tie the game at one, that was all Avs. Yeah. The start of the second, all Avs. What mm-hmm. was it, 10 to 1 shots or something at some point in the second? Like Yeah, they are heavily out shooting and nuts. controlling the game. <clears throat> uh, first goal, classic fourth line. You know, they seem to just fire up the team almost every night. I'll say they do fire up the team every night. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Such a consistent line, consistent effort night in, night out. Bobrovsky also being awful. Yeah, he hasn't been the greatest, that's for sure. He's Um, definitely had a rough start. We kind of touched on that on Sunday's episode, I believe. Monday's episode, I guess. Um, But yeah, it's... uh, it's not a good sign when a team starts losing games in the third period when they have total control of a game. That's after that's, the game. I think absolutely. Bednar Bednar put it pretty well. That was the Avs' first blown lead of the year. Yeah, in third. Yep. If as Bednar put it, one in every twelve games is pretty good, and I think you take that. That's true. Yep. Which I think he's right, but. You can't be happy. You can't be okay with it. Mm-hmm. You can't just let them happen, regardless. Like it, nobody no. wants to lose leads. Obviously, like that's we're not coming out spitting hot takes on that <laughs> one. Yeah, <clears throat> but that game was completely in control, and kind of like we've said, just a couple of mental lapses. Just yeah. Now let's be fair here. The Avs' third goal 
was a seeing eye puck that just bounced off the right things and went in the net. Yeah. So was Florida's second goal. Mm-hmm. It's a wash. It's two to one. But that tying goal, the three three tying goal, can't happen. Yeah. No. Exactly. And yeah, it's just, it's not good. It's uh, Huberto played like a madman in that game. <laughs> I think we were talking about that, right? Yeah. Like he was quiet about his ninety nine points last year. Yeah. I think it's kind of quiet how well he's doing this year again, but he's a super. Like, he's a star. Oh yeah. Him and Barkov make for a really good pair. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah. You know. Nothing much else to say on this game other than unfortunate collapse in the third, which you know, and it's all with under eight minutes to go. They get, they get it tied up before the end of the third and going to overtime and you know the overtime goal. It's kind of like what I was saying earlier is just it's kind of the epitome of what happens to Colorado when stuff's not going right in their D zone. They they freak out and they forget to cover. Well, yeah, like. Yeah. It's six on five. They had the they had the goalie pulled. They had the man advantage. Okay, that's great. Why is it that when you look at like put it this way, anytime the Avs pull their goalie, hasn't been much this year, but mm-hmm. when it happens, do they have room like Florida had? Yeah, well, definitely not when they've had their opportunities like, at the net. That five man unit just collapsed into like yeah. inside the slot. Never mind inside the dots. That was brutal. Yeah, there's like four players all in the all in the slot. Groupie couldn't see anything. Yeah, it's not Groupie's fault. He did what he could, but you let first of all Ian Cole's boxing out, basically yeah. pushing his guy into the shooting lane, and then there's a second Panther also screening Grubauer, like two feet in front of two them. two feet in front of it. Like, is what's he supposed to do? There's like three layers of screen on Groupie. He can't do much. And there. I what was it, Ekblad right that shot? I think just. Yeah. Hours. Hours to shoot that. Yeah, like, exactly where do I want to put this? Because I got the time. You got Remember remember how I complained about the penalty kill doing that? Yeah, yeah. Please just don't ever let that happen. Yeah. Well, it could be a European style too, right? Like in soccer, they all line up to try and block the <laughs> yeah, shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get the wall. There's get the so, wall out. So, you know, there's a lot of Europeans. Protect your nuts and... Uh, <laughs> Protect your nuts up. and try and block the puck. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, it's just it's it's frustrating because you watch other teams have success against six on like in six on five situations. Yeah, and need then the Avs just are just, nah, not even close. You need yeah. a lot more like effort and like battle. You need more battle than yeah. that. You don't like, need Ranton and Landeskog to protect that lead. Yeah, exactly. No. It's called hard work. Outwork them and. When there's a free puck, you gotta you gotta go on it. You gotta get that puck out of the zone. Like there was there was yeah, no effort to really negate their chances. They were just like, okay, well, let's leave them and let them have their chances, and hopefully it doesn't go in. Gruby will make the save. It's fine. Yeah, or like you know, try and block it, and then you end up like double screening your goalie. So that was disappointing. That was a disappointing <clears throat> end to that game. Um, you want to talk about disappointing end of that game, right? Like that that goes to overtime. Blank slate. Okay, guys, let's just figure it out. All of a sudden, bouncing puck that ends up on Huberto's stick wide open in front. Why does that happen? 
for some reason, every avalanche on the ice decided they were going to play offense on yeah. a bouncing puck. On a bouncing puck, all three guys on the ice decided we're going to play offense. Yeah, what? with there's no guarantee you're getting that puck. Like, why? And then that's exactly what happens. Everyone's way out of whack once the puck is turned back over. Huberto is the only one in front of the net, and all three Avs are skating up the ice already. Yeah. Without possession. It's not a good look. Again, at that point, you're just losing a point. But when you combine it with the third goal, the tying goal, and then the second one, it just it sucks. It just happens, right? But, yeah. I mean... Tit for tat. We got one of those two. So you can't really yeah, complain nice about tip, the second so. goal, right? It just happens, yeah, right? Yeah. Groovy kind of puts it in on himself, but he lost it. it is what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's the last two goals where you're just like, guys, that those are the ones where you lost two points on. Just a huge miscommunication. At least only one Communication point. Communication yeah, breakdown. Yeah, so you but lost yeah. your win, I guess. Yeah, straight up, though. That's <clears throat> what it is. Communication breakdown. Just collapsed. I mean, at he'll, least they got get a point it. out of it, right? He'll get it. He'll get it. Okay, maybe I have to get it. No one's, no one's okay, getting no it. Okay, no one got it. We just scored on. Oh. Oh. And then it just continues into Overtime. Friday's game against Dallas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so Friday against Dallas. That was that was a tough game. Um, my personal assessment of that game was it was a pretty good game. But... It's going to be the issue here, as we've seen in these last two games that were played, that finish is going to be hard to come by. Obviously, I guess. That's, that's what we're seeing right now. And, you know, we've talked about it before, too, that the offense is going to go cold from injuries, possibly. Obviously, we are, we're having that right now. But also, hot goalies. That's another thing. And it's going to happen. Kudobin played like a freaking wizard in that game. He was making some really nice saves, shutting the door. It was it was a pretty good game. It was really high tempo, lots of physical play in this game. It was definitely a divisional game, and and these two teams do not like each other. It's gonna really set this next. I game can't up. wait for Tuesday's game. Oh, it's it's gonna be a banger for sure. During that game, I don't know if you saw that replay, but uh, how many times Colorado has beat Dallas in the playoffs? Over mm. like fifteen years, right? It well, is like ridiculous. Yeah, think, think about the old days, right? So they played that during the game in one of the intermissions, and then they just kept playing it and playing it. And I'm like, oh, this is this is definitely a rivalry. Like these oh, guys yeah. hate each other because of playoffs, not regular season. It's because of playoffs. That's yeah. true. If you think back to like Medano years for Dallas, mm-hmm. and then yeah, Wall years and stuff like yes. that, and Forsberg years. It was like yeah, the late '90s, early 2000s. They're playing each other like almost every year in the playoffs, right? It would be like Dallas versus the Oilers. Dallas would beat the Oilers. O- Dallas would play Colorado. That's Colorado like how it would Dallas. always go. That is the yeah. Like I wasn't. We kind of talked about it. It doesn't seem like Colorado and Dallas have the rivalry anymore. Mm-hmm. Partly because both teams haven't really match each other in good skill years well yeah and there just hasn't been like the type playoff. of competition the, the, it's play it's, it's exactly why the nhl has this playoff format yeah they 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 went back in the history books it as a fan is amazing as a fan of a singular team it's hard it's hard to Can like be, this playoff yeah. setup but when you play the same team year after year after year the best 
games in hockey are with your rivals every time. Oh, yeah. Friday was no different, like you said, right? It, it showed the rivalry. Mm-hmm. It showed the, that aspect. Dallas came out with two points for two reasons. Goaltending mm-hmm. and opportunistic plays. Yep, for sure. Right? It's And, like, yeah, I'm not nearly as disappointed in this game because pers- no, no like, I thought it was a good game. Like It was a good game. They just didn't get the lucky bounces in this one. Like Yeah, they just they just couldn't get anything by Kudobin. And- yeah, he stood on his head. Like, sometimes guys come in it just happens. hot. Yep. It happens. We, it, what happened for the Avalanche against Tampa Bay? Yeah. Fransos yep. stole the show. Exactly. It happens. Yep. You can, a you can't get down on yourself, or as as players, but at the same time, like you can, it's kind of what we were talking about when they lost to St. Louis, the first loss of the year. Mm-hmm. They gave that to St. Louis. This yeah. one they did not give to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Those are the games you don't mind losing. Exactly. It sucks that it's after the Florida game, and it also sucks that it's part of the four-game losing streak they're on, especially with Arizona yeah. on, on Saturday night. But that's probably their best performance in the last four games. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, for sure. If you have Landeskog, if you have Rantanen, you probably win that game. Yeah, and right. And that's okay. McKinnon should have yeah. scored a hat-trick in that goal. Like un- <laughs> The amount of times he got stopped. Yeah. Just unbelievable. McKinnon really played well in that game, and... Same with Makar. Yep, Makar too. Kadri was playing really Ka- good in that Kadri game too. Kadri since yeah, since um getting since moving up basically. He's yeah. looked he's stepped up. He's proving that he should him be and, there right uh, now. Him and McKinnon have made a little bit of chemistry. There was a play in this game that they were going top speed and R- Mc, or uh Kadri just made this really nice little pass to like a really hard pass into the slot on McKinnon and McKinnon took it on his backhand, just deflected it. And it was just high speed. And it was like, wow, that was a great play. That's a good sign. Like we're going to need something like someone to help out McKinnon here on that top line, because obviously we're not getting that many goals. But as we kind of, like we talked about it too, with Michael from a clean skate podcast, Mm -hmm. what Dallas stars team is going to show up. I think we got the bad version of the Dallas Stars. Because why? Look at who, A, actually got on the score sheet, but who was producing offense all game? Mm -hmm. One guy. Yeah, Rupe. Rupe Mr. Rupe. That's all. That's it. Yeah, like, if you look at that game, yeah, there wasn't, like, a lot of grade A chances for the Stars. Um, Yeah. Hints just, and like you said earlier, it was totally opportunistic although but that second goal by rupe is that should bad, have never happened bad communication yeah that's called communication you... breakdown <laughs> breakdown down down like seriously though like i don't know what donskoy is doing on this play but you're coming full speed on the power play you have four people along your blue line along the offensive blue line and everybody is matched up on the blue line. Like, Dallas is holding that blue line. Dump it in. Is that not the answer? You oh, should. You're struggling. You should be able power to play. chip it around those four stars and beat them to the puck because you are moving. Yeah. 
and you're on the power play on a power play that's struggled to gain entry into the zone and you're just gonna try and weasel your way through oh there goes the puck turnover here goes hands gone i think i think this is the, the problem it this power play break-in if that's what you want to call it it's a common theme across the league yeah when it first started you could catch teams because you were the first like whether it was you didn't normally do that or whatever but like Last year, you could catch teams. You could mm-hmm. use it to your advantage. Now teams know how to defend that. And like you say, if he dumps that in, then this doesn't happen. Oh, right? yeah. But exactly. an NHL power play wants to go in the zone with control. For sure. It's kind of like a beer league zone entry, right? You you d- you don't want to dump it in. But that was the answer on that one. If if you don't have if, – if the defense is playing it that way, where they're taking away – all of your other options. Mm-hmm. Don't try and skate it through them. There's not enough room in an NHL rink with four guys standing straight across to go straight through them. Right. There's not. You're exactly. not making it. I don't care how good a hands you got. You're not making it. Yeah, like 98% <clears throat> of the time. But yeah. And he just he messes up. And then it's just a weird situation because then there's a guy coming off the bench. Yeah, people are trying sudden, to change at the same and then, time. And. And then Hintz just skates away on a breakaway. And after yeah. his first goal, where he – it's gorgeous. Like, it is. It makes Grubauer look really bad because you, you see Grubauer open up the 5-1 and then Hintz just tucks it in. But then when you watch it in slow-mo and you realize that he didn't just slap it at his pads when he could have when he first gets the puck. Yeah. And then he holds on to it, makes a move, and then opens up Grubauer – it's gorgeous. It yeah. is a gorgeous first goal. Because most goalies are going to do that, right? And yeah. it's it's either to like block that uh, sharp angle shot or get ready for a wraparound or a pass out front. Almost right? every single time, that guy is just hammering that puck back yeah. into goalie. That too. Patience is key. Right? If so you once shot it, it, 100% it stopped. He, yeah. he had it covered. Yeah. 100%. So once you make that hesitation. So then, so then Hintz has got a breakaway, yeah. and it's in Grubauer's head. This guy's probably going to try and deke. And then he catches him with a quick five-hole shot. Yeah. Again, makes Grubauer look bad, makes it look like he's not ready for what's coming. But it's that just in the back of his mind, he's thinking deke, deke, deke the whole way in. Mm-hmm. And then he catches him. Yeah. It's exactly how you get a goalie five-hole in the NHL. Yep. If you can get him thinking about something else, that quick little release, which it was, again, Hintz is on nice fire. Goal, man. Michael was telling like he was telling us this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He was not wrong. He is the best star right now, Mm -hmm. period. End of story. He played like it on Friday night. Yeah. And he won them the game. Him and Kudobin. Legit, yeah. Him and Kudobin won them that game. Right? It is what it is. It sucks. Yeah. But silver lining, McKinnon gets his point streak to 13. Yeah. On the lone goal. Which is, yeah, one of the longest streaks in the last 20 years. I think it was the third longest then. Yeah, which is... Which is insane. So, you know, hopefully he continues that trend because I don't know if everyone's seen all those, you know, graphics and stats of his Novembers, but the last two Novembers that he's played, he was first star of the month in 17-18. In the 18-19, he was second star of the month. He's a pretty damn good player in both October and November. So we need that to keep going, and I have no doubt in my mind that he'll keep it going. We could deal with that. I yeah. Think. Probably yeah. could use a little spark right now. He's had like, what, I think it was like 24 and 21 points in his last two Novembers. So, whoo, 
Keep her going, Nate, because we need you, buddy. <clears throat> Again, Avs end up with 39 shots. Stars with 29 shots. It's a hell of a night for Kudobin. And they're one for the Avs are one for five on the power play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most nights you'd think that'd be a winning combination, but it happens. It wasn't to be. Dallas walks away with the two points. Mm-hmm. Um, I think most people that watch the game noticed that uh, the linesmen were having a fun day being part of the game. Oh. Uh, that was a struggle to watch, for sure. Oh, man. I do not blame Kadri for losing his mind on the linesmen at the end of the game. Seriously. That was a broken ref right there. I don't know what... Like, I don't know if there's something personal going on there, but when when you kick a guy out on the faceoff for doing the exact order of operations down to a T, and then you just kick him out for no reason because you felt like you didn't want to drop the puck, that's, it's, that's so dumb. It's hard, it's hard to watch because most of the time, as a fan, you're not paying attention to faceoffs. It's... Yeah, not really. It's one of the things the NHL has kind of taken a firm stance on over the last couple of seasons, and it's very weird because most fans don't give a damn. Uh, But it's when you start watching the same centerman or even just your own team, you centerman get kicked out and kicked out and Mm -hmm. kicked out and kicked out. It gets annoying. It's one of those things in in the NHL, if you're a centerman and if you're not trying to cheat, you ain't trying. That's one of the you know mm-hmm. the classic lines, right? Yeah. But you start watching some of them, like the one Kadri was freaking out about at the end of the game. I think who was he taking a face of Pavelski? Was it Pavelski? Was against Might have or been. something? Anyway, whoever it was against, the star, he straight up puts a stick on the ice and then goes on to Kadri's side of the dot before the ref even drops the puck, and I think before Kadri even gets a stick on the ice. And then somehow Kadri's the one that gets tossed out of the draw. And you're just, it's not, it's, that's not it. That's not, yeah. That's not Kadri's fault. I don't understand it at all. And it doesn't make any sense. But mm-hmm. it wasn't the only one. But at the same time, you can't just lose your mind at the ref on all of them. Cause a lot of the time, it is a guy cheating. A lot, yeah. like most of the time, it's the centerman cheating that gets tossed out of the draw. It's just in that game because it was just so many times. Yeah, so repetitive. That one especially got some coverage, and it's the line. The lines was wrong. Yeah. Period. And it's just and it just sucks too because it's such a key part of the game. Yeah. And it's like you're doing this right now. Like I I don't even care if they do it earlier in the game. But like when it's like last two minutes and you're gonna pull that crap, it's like come on, man. That's such an important face off. Yep. Especially Offense with zone, like especially with the penalties and stuff coming yeah. from them now. Like I haven't seen any yet this year. I don't think. Oh right, because you can call a penalty. Right, like if that. the second guy gets tossed, that's the right. way of the game, right? And it's it's just stuff like that. Because so that was a big thing last year, I think, right? And in the preseason, players were getting penalties for it. And so then the wingers that came in just didn't try. Right. And that's kind of the way it's gone. Still, it still happens where wingers you watch they just. They look like they're slow on the draw. They're just not even yeah, trying. Yeah, they just don't want to do anything, right? Because exactly. if they get a penalty, it's not worth it. Yeah. No face-off win is worth taking a two-minute penalty for. Yeah, no, no, it's never. <clears throat> look at... There's there's a trend in the NHL. Good face-off teams, you know what happens to them? They win. Nothing happens oh. to them. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It, it, you, you would think... 
that if you were a solid faceoff team, it would lead to more offensive chances and stuff. No, it doesn't. Yeah, you, it, you're right. Like there are times, like crucial times in the game, where it's you're down by one, two minutes left, you have a power play, I whatever. Think, yeah, specific faceoffs specific have a lot more value. It's kind of it's kind of that old like we need the goalie to make that save. Right. It's not so much we need the goalie to make nine out of ten saves. We need him to make that save. Or like save. that guy needed to score that goal. Yeah. You need to finish that one. Yeah. It's the same thing. We need you to win this faceoff. Yeah. It's not so much like neutral zone faceoffs, who cares? Offensive faceoffs sometimes don't matter either. Mm-hmm. But it's it's the ones in the big moments of the games, that's when you need that faceoff, right? Yeah. And that's the thing when you look at like faceoffs as a whole. The Avalanche went fifty two percent on the faceoffs last or on Friday night. Doesn't matter. I mean, fifty-two percent. That's basically fifty-fifty. Yeah. But like, you watch a team win sixty-five percent of the draws. Doesn't mean they win the game. Yeah, that's true. Right. And it's good point. This is part of why, as a whole, the NHL cracking down on face-off stuff is annoying as hell to fans mm-hmm. because it doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't <laughs> mean a lot. Yeah, you're right. right? It does mean things at certain points, it mean, but it doesn't. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's like when do you ever see like a f- clean face-off win, like one time or yeah. something, right? Or like a really nice playoff. Think face back off. to I think 2017, 2018, when LA tied the game with right. one point four yeah, seconds, one point six seconds. Yeah, yeah. so right, that was the case wins. of we need this face-off right now. Yeah. And we need you to win it yeah. clean and onto this guy's tape, and it happened. Yeah, but how many? That was two years ago. Yeah, I, I was Have pretty, you seen it again? I was yeah. going to nope. say the exact same thing that you said, but you beat me to it. Because <laughs> it, it's proven that, yeah, winning face-offs doesn't mean, psh, like, anything, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. it just doesn't. But I would say I would, the only time that I think it really matters is in playoffs. Oh, yeah, man. Playoffs, playoffs is a whole is, other yeah. ballgame. So, everything's be, more important yeah, than playoffs. Exactly. Right. That face-off, I was going to say, how many times have we seen, not, not even just in playoffs, even, like, an international play, yeah. That last five seconds. Oh, yeah. that well, last now three two seconds. Right? Now Everly, two. That last what two seconds, right? Like, there's, yeah. It, With um in tournament play, that's necessary. But in regular season, I see like. Well, yeah. You think you think back. Like, well, now, right? How much more important the NHL has put, or how much more onus they put on that first face off of like a power play. You win that draw, you stay in zone. You don't have to do a break-in like we talked about. Mm-hmm. You don't have to yeah. run that play. You icings, right? You win that draw, you keep that tired lining, right? Yeah. Stuff like that. But just a regular old face-off, who cares? Like yeah. most For the most part, right? And then, like you're saying, like we go back to the Kadri one. That was an important face-off. And then he tosses them for no reason. And you're just, yeah. ugh, it's infuriating, right? And, of course, he's going to get a little <clears throat> upset about that. Well, yeah. Because who wouldn't? Everyone's exactly. going to be mad about that, especially when you do absolutely nothing wrong. That's the worst part about it. Like, I don't care if, if Kadri actually cheats there. Throw him yeah, out. Whatever. Exactly. Cool. But, like, yeah, that was tough. So, it's – don't jump down the linesman throat, linesman's throats right now. Something to keep an eye on. But, like, I, I ask fans especially – Actually watch a face-off. Actually understand the face-offs and actually watch them. It's not exciting, but if you want to get mad about something, you got to know what you're getting mad about. Yeah, true that. And Twitter is full of that. Mm-hmm. Twitter is full of just yelling. Snapchat. Social media in general. Yeah, yeah totally. right? So it's... If you want to ever have an opinion on face-offs, watch them, understand them, and actually see what they're getting tossed. Mm-hmm. We'll post a link on the room. <laughs> there's a huge miss. Well, because the thing is... 
centerman can get tossed because wingers jumping too, and a lot of people don't yeah, know that. Totally. Right? Yeah. That's a weird one in the NHL too. Now in like Hockey Canada stuff that we deal with up here, if a winger jumps, that winger is now no longer allowed to take the face off. Where in the mm. NHL, if that winger jumps, he has to take the face off. Oh yeah. It's very weird. Interesting. It's a flip flop on like some other stuff, but again, it's it's little things that most people don't know about because it doesn't. It's not entertaining. What? Mm-hmm. Nobody's sitting there like, oh man, if Quadri wins this face off, oh, that $10 bet I made before the game, <laughs> I'm going to win some money. Like, nobody, nobody, the bets only, on stuff the only like... people that care about it that much are the centermen in the league. Yeah, right. Legit. So it's just stuff like that. Just keep in mind before you go nuts. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, after on... the uh, Dallas game, you get into the most depressing game I've seen in a while so i was at a concert on saturday so i got the unfortunate uh luck of missing this mm. incredibly awesome game you got yeah. all the goal updates i got all the goal updates that just said arizona and <laughs> then nothing just like a whole bunch of nothing yeah there was three goal updates and then one final one saying <laughs> game over game over <laughs> uh it looked pretty boring this is this it's arizona man i, I said it last last time we played them they make games boring which is a viable strategy for them i'm not gonna i'm not gonna knock it they're just that's the way they play and honestly it's working they've slowed down to phil's level and it's proven it's (laughs) it's a great concept no but they they haven't though the cheeseburger dinners they're like hot dogs they're so quick it's at flipping the switch though that's one thing about this team is like they're playing this grindy clog up the neutral zone making entries hard and then all of a sudden they get a break it's like boom speed burst you got these people flying down the ice go back in time to the new jersey devils in the martin martin broder era right that was the trap that's all they did they played four guys back and that's exactly what they did it was boring hockey super boring hockey and you made a mistake and they took it to the bank every yeah. single time. <clears throat> That's when they turn on the skill aspect. and Which you don't think that the Arizona Coyotes have that much talent? They've, they've, they've sneakily, up. They've sneakily got a lot younger, A, faster, B, faster. and just more cohesive. And, like, just a solid unit now of guys. Like, it's surprising. Even, even Kessel, like, he's starting to play like he's only got he's only got three goals on the season yeah which it, from phil's like Plus standard that's not it's not very good but that goal he's going oh my gosh it Ridiculous. again it doesn't look good on Francois. it doesn't because of where it comes from yeah but it's just such a quick release that you just you're not ready you, he he didn't even have time to react yeah yeah, that was the second goal. Of the Why game. is Phil even shooting that at the net? Well, right, who does that? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, how do you pre- like? Yeah, not many people are gonna take that shot. And honestly, you it's can- perfect. Yeah, it's like, a perfect location for it. Yeah, Francois couldn't really do anything about it. If that's a couple inches lower, it's, it's just off the pad and on lights. Yeah, a couple inches higher, it probably bounces into the slot. Yeah, but because of exactly where he got it, it's in the back of the net from. The goal line or a little bit behind the goal line. Yeah. And that's like, that was the only goal of the night. 
where it was like, okay, well, what the hell, man? I don't know. Like, I don't know how that goes in, but it did. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but the other two goals, my God. I don't know what was going on. The focus was not there for the Avs, especially defensively in this game. People are running around with their heads cut off. Man, Cole looked like the biggest plug out there in this game. These back-to-backs are killing them. It's it's true. Yeah. Thankfully, this is the last one till the end of the month. And you're right, man. We talked about this last weekend. Like, the second game of back-to-backs for this team has not, not been, been good. good. It's super. And it's, it's flip-flop. It's like the Dallas Stars game. That's a good game. That was a good, high energy. Everyone was committed in that game. Then you go to this game against the Coyotes, and where did it go? It's gone. Like I don't know what the heck. Cole was, I can't believe how much he was pissing me off in this game. And this, I haven't really seen him produce a flub defensively like this. This is easily his worst defensive game of the year. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Just lack of coverage. Both, both of them, like both of the big ones that ends up in the back of the net or on the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. And both times, he gets caught in no man's land. Just doing nothing. Yeah. Yeah, the first goal is... You're already down a man. If you don't cover someone, you're down two. Yeah, when you start to just... This is the worst thing you can do on the power play as a defenseman. I'm going to just stay kind of in front of my goalie in the slot and not cover anyone. Oh, this guy just slipped out to my right? Nah, I'm going to stay puck focused and stay right in front of freaking Francois because this is apparently a good play in my mind. And I don't even understand what was, he's looking at. So the first goal, he, I don't know, it's hard to explain. He kind of goes out to block the shot, misses him, and rather than turning around and going back to the front of the net, which is ends up, ends up being his man that pokes it in, Yeah, he stands there, turns around slow, and watches. Yeah. Awful. It's not the type of effort you want on a penalty kill. You cannot. Yeah, you, you just can't. That's not. That's inexcusable. Yeah. So, fair enough. It's like, you know, one bad play. And I was just kind of explaining before that. That was actually the sec- or the third goal. The Garland goal. The dude's wide open. Yeah, the third third goal is almost a mirror, mirror image for Cole. Yeah. Except instead of trying to block a putt or block a shot, he's trying to block a pass. Misses the pass and just... And dude's wide open on the left wing. Like Rather than, rather than sliding over closer to his man where he could have tried to block the pass and the shot mm-hmm. he stays right in front of the net misses the pass and stands there and, and watches and basically does nothing yeah <laughs> and like hey it was it was a nice play by schmaltz that guy's he's that's pretty a really good, nice eh? pass yeah that gets through all four avalanche yeah back pretty door. much because they're all like in that high slot area Ugh. two guys in the high slot too high two guys just outside the crease, too low. And there's a big seam, and it's in the back of the net. Big seam. Communication breakdown. <laughs> Seriously. That's like the theme of this freaking episode. That is the episode. theme of this episode. Yeah. Four straight losses. Communication breaking down. We need a team building here. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, at least I think coming out of these games and seeing how they played against Dallas. This Tuesday game, obviously, it's super important. 
you cannot go five in a row. Like that, it's almost negating that hot start already. We, but. we talked about it, right? You banked 18 points. Obviously, you lost Randon. Obviously, you lost Landis Cook. You still have depth. We talked about it. This is why yep, they brought yep. in the depth. The mm-hmm. depth is still there. Mm-hmm. Codry's still playing okay. Nobody played okay in the Arizona game. It wasn't great. <clears throat> but the key is managing how big the losing streaks get. Right. And I said that, right? If you win a bunch in a row, you know, base points in what? Eight straight, nine straight, I think they had to start. Yeah, to nine eight. straight. Yeah. yeah, nine Yeah. If all of a sudden you lose five in a row, look what look what's happened. Look what's happened in the NHL standings. Yeah, look at the since central the, now, right? Since the start of this losing streak. Right. The Avs have gone from first in the central at 18 points. Or sorry, 17 points that was in the start of this losing streak. Yeah. Happened. They're now third in the central, tied with Nashville at 18 points, 8-4-2. Eight, both teams have mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But St. Louis, the team that we had, Tom on, yeah. Yeah. from Blue Notes, yeah. they started this season off so bad. Yeah. They're now leading the Central. Ever since we talked to Tom... Things have gone absolutely right. They woke up. Yeah. 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 Maybe we need to have him on again, see if we can flip that switch. (laughs) Flip it, go the other way. Get the the mojo going the right way. But yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And I was looking at the Central Division now too, and it's it's not welcoming. Like, you got to... This is going to be a very strong division. We all knew this. Dallas is waking up. Dallas is coming back now too, right? Yep. It had, what, two seasons? Two seasons where it was kind of meh. Yeah. It's not anymore again. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, watch out because exactly, like, you can't, you, you got to stop this now. You have to win this game against Dallas. And you got to take all that emotion that you got wrapped up in in that game. Man, there was some big – did you see Ben hit Zadarov? Yeah. I was just like – Sorry. So, Zadarov <laughs> actually did leave that game for partial and he came back. Yeah, right. Um, I know I I screwed it up again too (laughs) but I was just like I was just marveling at how much weight and strength were in both those bodies and he just comes around the back of the net wham and both of them don't really fall but you're like oh that was a big amount of force yeah You're like, oh yeah. Those are the yeah. Those are the worst hits when you're just like, I'm gonna ones. own them. I'm gonna own them. You just I'm gonna crunch. own them. And then you both like hit each other and you look at each other and you're like, ow. <laughs> but that was that game was full of it. So I'm actually so excited for Tuesday because grab the popcorn. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a heater. Like, I I can see a crazy game happening, and I think that's exactly what the Avs need right now. Like, they need a very high-energy game again and get emotional. Put it in perspective here for a second. St. Louis is on top of the Central at 21 points, 15 games played. The Avs have a game in hand Mm -hmm. at 18 points. This game on Tuesday is a four-point game. Yeah. Either Dallas moves up two points and they're within one of Colorado. Yes, they've got two games extra played in Colorado, but... It's they're still on your heels, mm-hmm. or the Avalanche take their two points, fingers crossed, and they're now one point behind St. Louis again for the lead, the division lead. Right, and then you can kind of, 
if if it turns the switch and you know you kind of go on a run again, two or three games in a row, you still end up in a pretty good situation after the good start they had. Yeah. But if you lose this game on Tuesday, Big like you said, you basically washed out the start. Yeah. Yes, you banked eighteen points, but you haven't banked. And so anymore. I have a lot of other teams now. Right? <laughs> so it's they need this game on Tuesday. <clears throat> yeah. And. I know we're super negative. We were super positive last week. <laughs> a lot of teams in the NHL have had it way worse than the Avalanche. Oh, yeah. yeah. But but if we think back to last year, there was a reason that the Avs snuck into the playoffs. Yep. It's, hard uh, work, work. But it's because they didn't have the hard work, work. To start the season, right? You can't, you can't just give it away. Yep. Give it away, give it away. Now, now. Randon's probably almost back in the lineup. I haven't heard much. I haven't heard much either, so. A little scary. Probably still with, I don't know, it's got to still be a couple Landy, weeks. Landy had his baby, right? Yes. Yeah, Landis Stog is a, is a Faja. Yeah. I mean, he probably should be rehabbing, but uh, I guess this is okay. <laughs> <laughs> you having a kid come on man focus focus <laughs> your team needs you yeah since he's well is it since how many games have he gone three four i think it's this whole time i was gonna say he's been gone oh, since yeah, the anaheim, start anaheim, he, oh yeah it was the yeah. losing streak communication breakdown yeah the cap the, the cap captain needs to be goes back down here. and the communications <laughs> yeah we need you but Get you know, it's that's it's, what the C's for, not captain communication. <laughs> C for communication. <laughs> the rematch is Tuesday. There's in Dallas. There's a lot on the line. And then another important game. Two games in a row here. All these games have been so important, which is why these next two are even more important because they've lost these last few. Both divisional rivals, both on your heels, a or just ahead of you. Big, big time points. Both four-point games. It's it's big. And, like, this is a busy month. And big road trip coming up after the Columbus game. That Canadian swing and then ends with Minnesota. Like, these are big time points. And, hell, they should know from last year. This is exactly when Colorado started slipping last year. It doesn't, it doesn't seem... Like November is important. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying two points two points is two points regardless. But when you're in the heat of that playoff run in February, March, end of the season in April, mm-hmm. it's easy. It's easy to get up for games then. Yeah. If you can't get up for two divisional games this week, there's issues. Yeah. I know like the cabin's not around. This team has leaders. Oh, yeah. Cotter just got there. Belmar just got there. Mm-hmm. Donsquay just got there. These guys know. Right? Like, these guys have been around. These guys know. You guys got to figure it out. Yeah. It's big time, important time right now. Take your day off on Sunday. Yeah. Relax. Practice on Monday. Practice and be hard. Ready, be ready to go on Tuesday. Yep. Let's keep going. Forget, a, forget about what happened in Arizona. Just That's the thing that I think that's so nice is... You can forget about that game because you had that really good game against Dallas on Friday. Yep. So just take that energy from that game. Don't even think about Arizona. Make sure that you don't make those same mistakes and that you're up for this game because obviously you weren't for that. 
but yeah, it's uh, early on. Like these, these are the months, November, December, which can really screw teams by not having an, a consistent effort. And you've seen it every year where teams will just fall out. And then how do you get back in? Because everybody else is in the same position as you. And if you fall a little bit too far, good luck. So we'll see. You don't want to put yourself in the position where you have to win hockey games. Come, uh, what is it? Uh, It'd be 21st is American Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. So there you go. You got, what, nine games? Eight games? Yep. That should be a target to be back on track. Oh, you better be back better on track well by the twenty first, and yeah, let's let's get this season really going because you know you can always revel in that crazy start to the season. But honestly, the Avs did this last year too. Not quite the same magnitude of a start, but they did. They had a good start last year too, and then what happened? Right around this time, it started f- sliding away. So. Don't let that happen again because you guys, do you really want to be chasing this last month again, having to win, what, 10 out of 11 games or whatever to get yourself into the playoffs? Hell no. Nobody wants that. You know, maybe it helped a bit when it came to the playoff play that you guys had. You don't want to tempt that again because I don't think you can do that two years in a row. 10 out of 11 of your last games, you don't want to be put in that position ever. So big time importance coming up here yeah i don't know anybody even in a hockey pool that wants to go from like seventh and be like you know what in the last two months i'll trade some stuff and you know i'll move to top yeah you know nobody you know what you know anything you know what looked really fun being the st louis blues (laughs) yeah 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 let's go dead last and you know (laughs) it doesn't happen people it just doesn't but fingers crossed Thursday's episode is a happy times episode. Yeah. And uh, we can stop being so sad all the time. Yeah, it'd be nice. <laughs> it's going to be a good one. I liked it last week, okay? It was way more fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's just uh, forget about this last week of hockey for the Avs. And let's continue on. We're going to have an entertaining game on Tuesday. 6.30 p.m. Mountain Start. Let's go, Avs. Get her done. Thanks for checking out the episode, everybody. And uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Don't forget to visit us on Twitter at Offside by a Mile to join our conversation and have your voice heard. Also, check out the rest of the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet and the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can listen to the podcast there or anywhere you get your podcasts from. The biggest thing you can do to support us is by going to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and giving us a five-star rating. Also, if you're looking to donate to the network, visit the Hockey Podcast Network's Patreon page. All donations go straight to the podcast host. Thanks, and see you next episode. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.